also. Um, the job you do is amazing. And the weight of responsibility really is daunting. It's, it's interesting to me when, when a child is born, they've been waiting, right? Nine and a half months, a, a long nine and a half months. Well, the last two months, the longest, right? And, and then this child comes, the first one especially. And I remember even as a father holding that child, my first child, and going, I'm responsible for another human. But then realizing, I can't do this. And that's when Laura says, that's okay, I'll take him. You know, I, I got this. Because, you know, not that I didn't help, but man, I just can't be a mom. Um, and it's just amazing what you do. Now, I've heard it said, who needs a superhero when you have a mom? Oh, that's nice. I've also heard it said that good moms let you lick the beaters when she is mixing a cake. Great moms turn them off first. So, <laughs> you know, that could be fun. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that as a dad. I'd probably done that. Let's just take a moment. We want to pray for moms. Lord God, we thank you for giving us mothers to nurture and care for us as only a mom can. Please continue to bless all the mothers and lead them to find rest in you. We pray that your spirit would help them teach the truths of Jesus to their children and that you would give them supernatural strength to continue parenting through trying times. We thank you for your mercy and grace, so often revealed in the love of a mother. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I think this is, should also be a prayer. Oh, happy Mother's Day. May your coffee be stronger than your toddler. But then what happens? Uh, how about then your tween? Oh, how about then your teenager? And I, I just, I couldn't even pray for someone who has all of those at one time. I feel for you, so uh, we, we do pray for you. Uh, but... As we dive into the word this morning, we read some comforting words from Jesus. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. And then he's kind of clearly saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And you still have the disciples going, huh? What? And I think sometimes we do that, right? We go, it sounds too simple, Lord. It's too clear. And yet we question it. But we need to understand there's something that God's Word does. And that's why I always want to encourage us to dive into God's Word, even if you're, you're not on Sunday mornings only, please. Uh, but you know, take some time throughout the week to read God's Word. Even if it's a little bit every day, it's better than nothing. Because Hebrews 4.12 states this, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Now sometimes that's why we don't read the word of God, right? Because it just cuts. It just hits us. And we're like, oh man, you know, I didn't want to know that about myself. You already knew it. God's just calling it out. He's showing it clearly. And, and he wants you to see his grace and his mercy that are afforded to you. Isaiah 55 verses eight through 10. God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways. My ways declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and all succeed in the thing for which I sent it. When God's word does what he wants it to do, and so when we come before the Lord and we read his word, we're saying, Lord, I expect you to work here through your word. 
We know the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we understand that the Word is, is who we love, Jesus Christ. And we grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we are conformed into the image of Jesus Christ by the time we spend in our Word. Now, again, uh, we can go through a lot of Christian exercises and calisthenics and think we're okay. Um, and reading the Word is great. But if you're just reading it to do the check mark, that's the... Well, let me do it backwards for you all since I'm... That's, that's not the reason to do it, but we do know that the Word of God does what it says it's going to accomplish. When we listen, God uses His Word to speak directly to our current circumstances, which I think many of you have talked to me, hey, I was reading this morning, and man, this made sense for what's going on in our world today. The very Spirit of God is guiding and teaching us every moment of every day. Now, Jesus says here in John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And then he also explains that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Because, I mean, really, they're wondering, hey, you know, everything's kind of rumbling right now. We know that it's coming towards the end of Jesus' ministry. There's a lot more opposition to him. And, of course, we have Thomas, who later would say, I'm not going to believe it until I see his side, right? But even Thomas goes, well, how do we know, you know? And then how do we know the way? And then we have Philip saying, well, show us the Father then, right after Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay, right? But we do that sometimes. God will say something to us when we'll read his word and we'll go, yeah, but I don't, yeah, really? And then he'll say the same thing again. Okay, well, maybe I'll believe it now. But it has been a crazy year so far. Let's consider this year. Nobody knew what this was until a couple of months ago, right? Now, if I were to ask any of you, you go, oh, that's, that's COVID. That's the coronavirus that we're dealing with right there, right? Nobody knew what that was. And then we had, you know, some tornadoes. And, uh, you know, so it's not bad enough that people are having to struggle with the virus. Have some tornadoes. Um, parents are dealing with closures. Homeschool parents, we have a homeschool parent who says, welcome to my circus, <laughs> right? I got your back, you know, I... I asked uh, Bonnie, I said, is it, she goes, no, this isn't different. That's what we always do. <laughs> Maybe we can share some knowledge there. And then we have this, um, all three of them in the western United, northwest United States, you know. But don't worry, because bees are preparing for the murder hornets. We're okay, right? They, they've got their hunker down, they've got their Clorox wipes, and they've got toilet paper, so that's apparently the most important thing when the murder hornets are coming after you. And here's my favorite. Hey, you know, Chuck Norris has been exposed to coronavirus. The virus is now in quarantine for the next two weeks, right? Any Chuck Norris fans in here? You better be, right? <laughs> and then we have us. Hello, my name is Trouble, right? It's bad enough we have all this going out, but then we look in the mirror and we're still dealing with us. And, you know, it's it's amazing thing when you think about everything that's going on in your life and everything that's going on in the world, and then you go, and I found out the problem was me. Wow. Oh, that's no fun. So we need to look outside of ourselves and know that times like this cause anxiety, stress, depression, fear, and isolation for many, and many other things. Yet we hear the words of, the Jesus, of Jesus that says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, when we hear a statement like that, what it indicates to me is that we might be able to let our hearts be troubled, is what he's saying. Don't let your heart be troubled because you can let your heart be troubled. And what you focus on is really going to determine whether or not you're troubled or not. 
We have the choice to listen to the prompting of the Spirit, to rest in God, and trust in His unfailing love. This is very difficult, by the way. Many of us have been through seasons much worse than this, where we've got to go, I need to, I need to choose whether I'm going to trust God or not. And there are days where you're like, I doubt His love for me. There are days where you're like, it can't be true. There are moments, but yet you hear the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit saying, I have you. I'm taking care of you. Everything's going to be okay. Jesus explains that we are to look to him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Man, when all the chaos is going on, I need a straight path. I need to know where to go because the world wants to take me everywhere else. Down the path of fear. Down the path of conspiracy. Down the path of anxiety. I didn't mean to point at you with that, Gene. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, we've had some fun talks, but... (laughs) But we all need to grow in understanding how much God loves us. And trials and tribulations give that opportunity for us to understand the unrelenting love of God. God will continually prove himself strong on our behalf because he is the faithful one. And as we discussed last week, I think God makes things simple for us. We're the ones that complicate it. Either we trust or we don't. Right? And this isn't to put a guilt trip on anybody, but that's the reality, right? When you look at it, you go, either I believe or I don't. Either I trust or I don't. Either I have faith or I don't. And then you say, well, if I don't have those things, what do I need to do? You need to ask. And God will give those to you. They are gifts that he wants to give you. Listen, whether we trust or not, though, we need to understand this truth. He is still leading the way and sustaining our lives. One of the great things that I love to see is when people come to Christ late in their life and, and they finally respond to the, what the Spirit's been doing in their lives and they can look back and they can say, even when I was his enemy, he was sustaining my life. What a great God we have. The world is shaken, yet we shall not be moved because we have been set upon the rock, Jesus Christ. Now, as we start our day, we may realize that maybe God's inviting us in to trust him a little bit more in the midst of our turmoil. Um, You know, usually I'm fine until I roll out of bed and then I, you know, I have all the faith in the world until I have to, you know, get up. And then I realize, wow, this old body is, is hurting still. I'm not in heaven yet. He is our peace in the midst of chaos. He is our calm in times of fear. He is leading the way to everlasting life. Though the world fade away and all I thought was stable be stripped away, Jesus is always faithful. He will always remain. Please know this, and I don't, I don't ever get tired of saying this. It seems like a theme lately for us, though, that Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm convinced that God wants us to continue to hear that, merit, uh, that, that message until we believe it. If I were to ask all of you honestly, you know, do you really believe that Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you? And there would be a small handful that go, oh yeah, I believe that. Because why? Because he's proven himself faithful for so many years. But maybe some of us are going... I'm having a hard time believing that right now. Pray for one another. Ask God to help in your unbelief. Maybe you're in a season that seems to never end, right? And you need a positive outlook. It's escaping you. It's, it's going to come to an end, right? We go back to moms, right? There was a season where you were pregnant and you're all excited. The morning sickness went away. You got the baby bump and everyone said, oh, you're glowing. Your hair and your nails looked awesome. And then month seven came along 
and you're like, now I'm uncomfortable, I have to go to the restroom all the time, and I'm nothing, I, nothing makes me feel good anymore, and everyone wants to touch my belly now, this is ridiculous, and then you're I just want this thing out, because you can't sleep, right? So there's these seasons that you have, and that does end, right? I mean, it, every day you're like, I can't take this anymore, I can't take this anymore, and another day comes, I can't take this anymore, but that season ends, and then you have this precious baby that's going to just ruin your life in a good way, but they do. I mean, it's just so funny that the, the, the radical change that kids do. But that season, and then they become, you know, toddlers, and you don't think that season's ever going to end. And then they become preteens, and that season, you're like, oh, come on. And they become teenagers, like, this is the worst thing ever. I, go back to changing your diapers. I'd rather do that than deal with this. And then they leave the house. And for a moment, you're elated. And then you're like, oh, I kind of miss you. Right? It's just the cycle that happens. But every season doesn't feel like it's going to end, but it will end. Listen, this time where we can't, where we have to section off every other pew is going to end. This time where we can't go hang out and have coffee right afterwards is going to end. And we're looking for how can we do that sooner rather than later because, um, well, I have a coffee stash, so we're okay. But, but please pray for one another. God wants to meet you with optimism for the future and that he will lift your head to follow his lead and have the hope of the mansions of glory. Pray for your neighbors, your friends, those in the community that are overwhelmed with the troubles of this world. Now, yesterday, I'm not sure anyone was overwhelmed with the troubles of the world. If anyone went shopping yesterday, wow. Every, every store had a grand opening, apparently. Um, and it was Black Friday times two. I mean, it was insane. Insane yesterday. And I was like, what is going on? Uh, and, of course, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> and so they had to get out. But it was, it was interesting just to watch what people were doing. As we begin to step back into life, many are doing so with apprehension. Not yesterday. But many are doing so with apprehension. Right? Although, uh, you know, we need to know that even though there's apprehension, because there is apprehension, but as people go out, there's also this tension. That I don't know if you guys felt it if you were out yesterday. There's this tension of, I want to act like normal, but I don't feel like I can. I'm not wearing a mask, but they're judging me because I'm not. There, you know, all these things. That, just this world, is, there's this tension. There's a, can we really go back to normal? Can we really go do this? Is, are we really able to? And then you go down the meat section and your tension just goes to frustration. Um, but that's a whole different topic that we won't go to right now. But please, please pray for one another. I also ask that you would look for opportunities to help others know that though in this life there are many troubles, Jesus brings peace and leads us, bless you, in triumphant victory. He is our sure path, and any trouble that may come, he will see you through, whether the trouble is from outside or within. He is the way, the truth, and the life. May we encourage one another to look up Let's take some time to respond. Now, what's interesting is I think that often we can hear a message and we can go, well, that was nice, or I've heard that before, um, and then we just move on to the next thing. And it's really always been on my heart for years that we would just marinate in what God is saying to us. That we would marinate in that He's the way, the truth, and the life. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in Him. 
because he will see you through. So let's just take some time. We'll respond in some songs because that gives us time just to, to, to just let that soak over us. So let's take a moment of silence and then we will sing together.